Refuge Project. Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your hosts. I am Pastor David. We got James. Hey, hey. And we got Pastor Caesar stopping by a little bit later in the show. And uh, Nikki, what's Nikki's new last name? It's not Delo. It's oh, not Delo. Is it Mendez? Mendez. Mendez? Pretty sure. If Anyways, it's not Mendez, we should... probably sound pretty bad. Right <laughs> was it Rodriguez? It was Dela Reyes. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Dela Reyes. And then uh, she got married. So they'll be stopping by here in a little bit yeah. to join us. Uh, but for now, it's just James and I. Um, it feels a little empty in here, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, we normally have somebody else. Yeah. They left to the show up to us, mm-hmm. which is pr- probably pretty dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It'll Anyways. be good. We're, it's going to be fine. We're yeah, good. very good. It's going to be the best episode yeah, ever. This is probably as good as it's going to be. <laughs> the thing's been going all right? Uh, yeah. We just had, um, let's see today. Yeah, we just had the, uh, last night was my dad's last big uh, show at the high school Yeah, that he was a part of before he retires. So it was the gospel mass thing. And actually a bunch of people from the church showed up, um, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they did a little at the end of the, uh, the end of the concert, they did, a like, a I can't think of the right word, but they said a little thing about him and all let him talk, you know, and then they had a little reception in the, uh, in the foyer afterwards, punch and stuff. He's like a little celebrity at the, uh, thing there. Cause everybody wants their picture taken, you know, yeah. everybody, you taught me 20 years ago. Let me get my picture wow. taken, all that kind of That's stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we did that last night. 30, cool. 35, 35, 35 years. years. Wow. Man. As a, uh, as a choir director mm-hmm. for one district, one district. Man. That's crazy. That yeah. is nuts. And it's like, uh, that's the, uh, in this part of in this part of the world, that's if you're going to be in choir, that's kind of the place to be in high school choir around here. And he's been a part of it for, for 35 years. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So this is a couple weeks past the um, uh, Mother's Day, and uh, he just did a tremendous job. I thought. Oh yeah, man. We don't we don't get to see him, you know. Well, I mean, he kind of like speaks every week, you know, before <laughs> yeah, choir yeah. or whatever. But to give him twenty twenty five minutes or whatever was a pretty cool thing. I leaned I leaned over to Pastor Mark and I was just like, man, how much wisdom did we lose throughout the years for him? You know, not accepting to to do you yeah. know that type that type of ministry. Anyways, yeah, it was weird when. Um that morning because i didn't know he was uh being a part of the the mother's day thing right and uh that morning my sister also yeah my sister also just had a baby yeah, which i'm sure if you're, part of the, if you're part of the church i'm sure you know by now for yeah. sure um but yeah so that was on mother's day which is crazy because that's her second baby she's had on mother's day and it was the same day of the year so it was her kid josiah's birthday that day and he was born on mother's day a few years before and now uh she's got another baby on mother's day on the same day which is really funny because my because my dad he was like announcing it to the church when he was up there and uh his his younger sister has the same birthday as him but uh i think 11 years apart so i don't know what it is about i think man rayanne's really getting the raw end of the deal because this is supposed to be mother's day i know and then now she has birthdays on mother's day yeah man yeah well i mean mother's day is a different day every year you know but um but it's still her birthday that's true i mean it's still their birthday you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying uh-huh. but uh 
Anyways, yeah. So, I whatever. I mean, I'm sure she's happy and she's got baby, baby number three. Oh, baby, uh, Remy Rose. Remy Rose. Which I think Remy is, Rose is an awesome name. My mom last night she was telling somebody about uh, you know yeah my, my daughter just had a baby. They said oh what's the name? And my mom she's so funny. She just she makes us like kind of confused but kind of happy. But like you could tell she didn't know what to think of the name. She's like it's a uh, Remy Rose. Um, <laughs> Uh, and they're like, oh, that's a pretty name. She goes, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a unique name. It's a pretty name. Yeah. I love it. I but love she's it. like half smiling, but kind of confused looking all the time. I said, mom, you got to change your presentation. <laughs> now you're doing these things. You're not. It's a grandbaby now. You're not, you are not selling it at all. Like, if this was a product, I don't think I'd buy it. It's a, yeah, it's a unique yeah, product. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good one. It's a baby's name. I like it. I think I like it. <laughs> just, okay, mom. No, it's a great uh, one. Tara likes that name. Yeah. So I don't know. That yeah, I think it's a great name. I think Remy could go either way too, boy or girl. If they would have had a uh, boy yeah. or girl, could have went you know yeah. Remington, Remy, yeah, the whole thing. So, yeah. but Rand's middle name is Rose. So okay, cool. She's got the same middle name now. That'll make it like a cool, you know, mm-hmm. uh, logo. Yeah, yeah. R R R R N. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it, man. Interesting. Well, good, man. I know we had a we had a good service a couple of weeks ago with Mother's Day, and uh, man, your, your dad killed it. Everybody killed it. Your dad, he, he was cracking me up when he said, uh, he said, Bobby had pictures, Pastor David had walk up music, and then y'all didn't leave me with no tissues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, I was saying when uh, my mom called me that morning, she texted me that morning, said something about Rayanne's having her baby right at like seven in the morning, and um, and then she said. I said, are we going up to the hospital or what's going on? She said, I'm, I'm up here, um, but your dad's not coming because he's preaching today. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you thought your mom was going crazy. <laughs> I was huh? like, what? <laughs> and so, yeah. And so then I got to, ch- when I got to church, I figured it all out Yeah, and all. So yeah, that was the beginning. That was why I brought up the fact <laughs> my sister having a baby at all. Yeah. Well, but, that was yeah. good. It was, it was a good time. I was, uh, um, one of the hardest messages that I've ever done. Of course, you know, we all got about 15 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes or whatever. But uh, but just giving people their flowers, especially your mom or your mm-hmm. dad or something like that. And, and, you know, it's well known around this podcast that I'm the old guy in the room. For sure. And, um, and the older I get, the more sentimental I get. Kind of yeah. like your dad. Mm-hmm. Like your dad is more sentimental now than he's ever been. By you far. Know? Yeah. Um, I hear about it all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I was just the just a crying mess up there just telling my mom how much I loved her. Yeah. You know, and it's not like I Well, I didn't see the second service. I was only in the first one. You were pretty good in the first yeah, one, Yeah, right? but my mom was in the second uh, service. Yeah. You know, she was you. looking at me, you know. <laughs> Why is it so hard to tell people? I, I do it all the time. That, yeah. was the, that was a weird thing about it. But I guess it was just looking back on my life and everything that she has done and everything she's been a part yeah. just really made it. But I think it's hard for everybody. Yeah. You know, like that's everybody starts crying and all that times you start telling people what they mean to you. And it's like, why? Like, why? What's the deal with that? Why should I feel like it shouldn't be that way? But it, it definitely is. It definitely is. You know, and then, I, you know, I was talking about Bobby. Pastor Bobby talked about him being adopted. And then, mm-hmm. man, I broke. Of course, Adam was in the first of uh, the second service. And, right. I, you know, I kind of mentioned that we had some of the same conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked over at him, I almost lost it, you know. Uh, so it was all there was so much emotion going on in the whole service. And but uh, I mean, it was a really, really good service. So. Yeah. 
man. I think it hit on so many different areas of life for a lot of people. So yeah, I agree. A lot of feedback. Mothers, did you uh, did all the Mother's Day stuff go good? Yeah, we did. You know, and that that was the other thing that like. I, there were so many things that represented my life with my mom. Like I wore, I wore a a, a flowered shirt, you know, because you always give your mom flowers. Yeah. So I would just like I, I really thought it through through mm-hmm. my whole through the whole thing to what I wore. Did she I wore, even notice? No, she did. But <laughs> yeah. it, but it meant something to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm wearing wearing flowers for my mom, yeah. and you don't know this mom, but this yeah, is for you. this is for her, and I represented her. And then you know I played you know Tupac, dear mama. Yeah, uh, in the second. <laughs> Service. I didn't yeah. do the first service, but uh, um, so there was a lot of things that represented my life in different, you know, mm-hmm. different areas of my life, and so it was just it was a good day. It was fun. Yeah, it was, ours, it was tough. Ours was cool, but it was definitely. Uh, it's just funny because you know Rayanne's not there on Mother's Day because yeah. she's busy having a baby, yeah. which is ironic. And then we all talked about our moms, and your your dad talked about every mom in his life. Yeah, we talked about all the grandmas and yeah, Rayanne to the grandmas to the moms. Uh-huh. To to everybody which was he's a really good public speaker yeah just in general anytime i've heard him randomly have to give a speech or something he's he always kills (laughs) every time and then i heard he's a really good like card writer Uh, yeah because it's again it's just like speaking yeah i'm sure i've mentioned on here before he minored in english in college Mm. so he's got all the he's good at a thesis statement yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah that so makes sense which is super useful yeah and i think i've said before it was a it was definitely annoying growing up though with the dad who minored in English. Yeah, like, no, 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 we're not saying it like that. Yeah, because he'd always, he'd he'd always be correcting you with the who and whom, like, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Oh, that one went over well with me. Yeah, always that kind of stuff. But, uh, honestly, it was super useful, though, now, because I'm pretty good at speaking now, especially since I, um, the jobs I've done since I was 16 just involved speaking to random people of the public yeah. dozens and dozens every day for years now for like a decade so I've got the reps in in speaking to people so do you do you uh, speaking to strangers all the time does it does it become where really nobody's a stranger um it depends on what kind of mood I'm in mm. if I'm if I'm tired and I don't feel like talking to people everybody's a stranger but yeah. if I'm uh, you know I'm feeling good energetic I can talk to anybody right and even if I'm tired and not feeling so hot I can still talk to you but like I'm I'm dipping out of that conversation as soon as I get the chance <laughs> you know yeah I mean that's I mean that's healthy I mean be able to just go up and speak to anybody especially like you know it uh, you get into like job interviews mm-hmm. or whether you're like so used to sitting in front over and looking at people it's crazy seeing um like some of the younger kids that be new hires as their first job or something like that and they can't hardly talk to anybody and uh one because it is it is pretty nerve-wracking to go just talk to a stranger for the first time especially if you're not used to it yeah and especially if you're like a teenager who's you know still insecure about things right and it might be your first job too yeah you know you've only and now with this generation everybody's you, most of their communications through text and mm-hmm. comments and whatever. So to go just talk to a stranger and look them in the eye is like a big ask for a lot of these people. Wow, yeah. And it's crazy seeing the difference. Yeah. And, yeah. So have you seen technology start to evolve in the service business industry where there will be fading more and more servers and stuff out? Um, some places try to do it. Like, uh, like if you go to Chili's or something, you know, they got the little thing on the table where you right. can pay right there. 
Um, so they got, Garden, I've seen it all, they got that kind of stuff. I've seen, um, they've talked about doing it at Gringo's where instead of having a handful of computers at different stations to go type in orders and stuff, having, um, like your own personal iPad the kind of Jones thing. has one. Yeah, and so you can just stand there at the table and type it in while you're taking the order. Right. Um, so I don't know. They, they all have their pros and cons with that kind of stuff. Um, you definitely don't want to be at, if it's a busy place, you don't want to be like Stone Age restaurant stuff where you're writing everything on a ticket and handing a physical piece of paper to the kitchen to yeah. go like. They're like hanging it on the little thing yeah, that you dude, spin around. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to do that these days. Old school diners. That's though. fine if it's not that busy, but yeah. if you're, if you've got a hundred tables in your restaurant and it's a busy Friday night, you don't want to be doing that stuff. Right, but right. I don't know. I think with anything, it's got its pros and cons going tech here but there's it's always useful to have a person there yeah for sure you know like if you've ever had to call customer service you know you don't press one like, to get your tacos like you can press make it work man <laughs> you can get it to work but uh <laughs> how much more do you love press it if, three, a person if you want a refill yeah uh-huh yeah that would be terrible that would be the worst that would be you know back in the day it was cool to like like fly your flag at ponchos or whatever uh-huh. but if you had to like find some type of technology to get a <laughs> refill or something but sometimes it's cool like you go to like mcdonald's or something or taco bell they've got those uh what, i don't know it's called the big screen signage boards where you can just type in yeah. your order instead well, that's because of the people that work at mcdonald's and stuff are just uh-huh. dumb yeah, a lot of times yeah or they just don't try because why would they well, they're making fifteen bucks an hour. You think they would try now? Oh, they, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Are they? They make it to fifteen yet? Yeah, where Wendy, are they getting it? Wendy's were uh, advertising the other day fifteen bucks an hour. A few of them were. I've seen a, ran, a few random signs like that. Yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna quit my job and go work at Wendy's and go just there, get people's hamburgers man. wrong all day. Yeah, <laughs> like this. Uh, them and the weather. The weather guy is the only place <laughs> they can get their job wrong all day long. All day, and just say ah, sorry. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I'm sure y'all have done listeners ramble on. Let's jump right into Culture Corner. Call up Caesar. Get him on the phone. We're gonna have to get him to do a little bit of know, right? something, either just to record it that way we can play it. Oh my god, here. You imagine having a bad Caesar freestyle on one of these buttons here that I could just hit play on anytime. I'm about to. I'm about to. <laughs> I hit, just like I hit one of these buttons, I can hit one and say, I'm about to. Yo, oh, I'm, I'm about to. Oh, man, that'd be so good. Uh, yep, oh, yep. Right. What you got? I got, let's see, so the time of this coming out has probably been a couple weeks, um, but uh, the comedian Dave Chappelle, who um, you've probably heard the name, even if you don't listen to any comedy at all, because he's kind of like the biggest guy in the comedy world at the moment. Yep. And, Top five goat, you know. For sure. He um, recently, he was doing a show at the Hollywood Bowl and a... Uh, Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, I think it's the name of that theater, right? Okay, that's a theater? Yeah, okay. pretty sure. Hopefully I didn't get that wrong because it's a famous theater. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Never heard of it, but... it's a big place, okay. right? So he's packing out this big place. It's a big show, big deal. Um, so he's doing a show there, and a guy came, ran on stage and uh, tried to tackle him and tried to stab him with a knife while wow. he was doing his thing. Okay. Um, he was unsuccessful. So he didn't like what he was saying? Uh, he just... So... Th- 
what we found out later after the fact was this dude was a homeless dude. He's not mentally stable, all this stuff. Um, I think he was doing it out of, he thinks, uh, Dave Chappelle is like a transgender hater guy and he was just going to, you know, going to let him give, give him what he deserves. How did the homeless dude get into this? So this is, we still haven't at at the time of recording this, we still don't really know because it's an expensive show. Yeah. And he brought a knife in, which, you know, they all go through metal detectors. They all go through there. And also there's video footage of this and all the phones are supposed to be locked up in the bag. That's like a famous Mm -hmm. thing about going to a Dave Chappelle show. Yep. Um, but anyway, so people snuck their phones in this dude snuck a knife and it was a knife that looks like a gun which is okay. a really stupid knife. But anyway. Well, that much more than it should have been caught Yeah, the door. even more. Uh, but anyway, so he got in. Don't know how he got a ticket. Don't know how he got in. But well, he I think got they in. should probably step up their uh, security. Yeah, and, the secu- and he's on the front row. He just, like, jumped on the stage and ran at him. Wow. And nobody did anything till like, after the fact. So it was pretty bad. So uh, you can look up the footage. The guy, like, runs and tries to tackle him. Uh, Dave kind of kind of like shifts his hips a little bit so the guy doesn't get him or anything but he he, he makes contact um but then um some people come and grab the guy real pretty quick but um but yeah so they so that happened and so the reason this is extra interesting is because it's just like a month or so after the whole uh will smith slapping chris rock thing which was a whole big thing too yeah you know that was interesting because that was like black on black comedian comedian crime at the oscars yeah you know and this was uh, i think this dude was white dude i'm not sure i don't remember actually i don't know if they even let it out yet um, but also the uh, police they um they didn't charge the guy with anything even though they have him on video yeah i guess so but they have a video like of him but he's running homeless homeless can yeah, do that's whatever true. you want to do in california with knives and guns and Gun, whatever yeah, you want or yeah. knives that look like guns that's right yeah so that happened and uh nothing probably happened let him to the out guy. right then and he probably walked into a cvs and <laughs> just took whatever he wanted and walked out he probably stole that knife from thinking c- it was a gun and then, sh- <laughs> <laughs> and then showed up and was like oh man oh man now i gotta I- charge the stage <laughs> i got this knife gun <laughs> i guess i gotta use it yeah, but yeah jamie fox was there that was part of the stories that he like he jumped on stage real quick and uh, the end of Dave Chappelle once he got the mic back was making fun of uh, Jamie Foxx because he had some cowboy hat on he was like you know I felt I felt alright I knew everything was going to be okay when I saw Jamie Foxx running on the stage with a cowboy hat that's and, funny yeah I think Jamie Foxx moved to uh, Texas or something like that now so probably he's, everybody did he's you know? uh, wearing the cowboy stuff so there's just a interesting thought there like we've come to a point in society where comedians can't be funny no more. Yeah. And if you listen to Dave Chappelle show and you know, I, I've made it very clear. I'm not a, one of those guys that are, are just totally in love with making fun of the gay and lesbian. And I think it's ridiculous. Some of the times they're adding letters by the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they're people. Yeah. But if you listen to Chappelle's, you know, he did a whole special talking about how he wasn't yeah. transphobic. Yeah, that whole special, that was kind of the thing that, like, he already had a bunch of heat on him about people being like, oh, you you hate the trans, <coughs> you got all these trans jokes, da, 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 da. which he's got a joke here and there, but it's not yeah. like, but this last one, he made the his whole special a, a story about this trans person. Yeah. And so that was kind of what threw it all over the edge. But 
if you li- if you watch the special, the whole story is like th- he's talking about how it's this friend of his that was a trans person. Yeah, let he that he let this trans person open up shows, and this person ended up killing themselves. Um, and it's like it, it's just a story about this. There's no like, and they that whole they've taken it and they twisted it all around yeah. how he's fo- transphobic. Yeah, but just because he talked about it, it's not because because yeah. none of the stuff anyway. That's the thing. It's just crazy that like people are getting attacked on stage in front of people. Yeah, um, it's just and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. That's the problem. You know, so, Will Smith got the Oscar. This guy didn't get charged with anything. They're just like, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think that you're about to see the, like the creativity taken away from. I mean, it starts with comedians, and then where does it go? You know, then it's then maybe music, then TV, then you know. And before you know it, that we're living in a communist country because all of our rights have taken away because a couple people get their feelings hurt. It's just yeah, it's just crazy, and also the it's crazy that the security was so bad at yeah. such a big show like this. Yeah, it sounds like that uh, that show that happened out here at world right oh yeah 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 they that one was prob- just bad planning probably just use the same security team yeah they probably <laughs> they probably got a good deal on them <laughs> oh y'all y'all out of work because yeah. of the astro world concert yeah come on here they say, we'll give we'll give you a third of the price uh yeah, yeah it was <laughs> that's bad yeah, that is that is terrible yeah i mean but you let a homeless guy in with the gun i mean yeah it's just it's crazy but then it's like what do you want like i don't like running through metal detectors every time i go anywhere um you know i don't want to get strip searched to go see a comedy show but it's like how the you probably shouldn't be letting people come in with guns yeah probably not sitting on the front row there wasn't even I mean, like, unless you're in texas all, yeah also there's a you know there should be security like at the front of the stage you like if think, you go to right? any show that's how it is and there was there was nothing they're all like on the side stage just hanging out like oh in this crazy dave Chappelle's here Whoa. yeah you know dude just runs right on the front of the stage that's crazy yeah that's crazy i found a story uh it says this lady bought a 35 dollar bust at Goodwill, not for sure what bus means, but this is a it's it like w- the head. It, oh, that's what it means. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, um, a statue you know, like a of stone. A head. Yeah, 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 stone statue of a head. Uh, here in Austin, Texas, uh, she said she spent thirty five dollars on it because it reminded her uh, of Dennis Reynolds. I don't know who Dennis Reynolds like is. It. So she bought it. She thought it was funny. He, I guess he played in uh, Always Sunny in uh, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I know who he is. Yeah, so it made her chuckle. So she bought this one. She started taking it home and started really looking at uh, this. Uh, she was telling the New York Times that it didn't look like it was new, like it was made in today's times. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, contacted a couple of uh, museums and things, and they began to uh, look at it and, and inspect it. And they found out this thing is over 2,000 years old, and it Woo. was from the time of Jesus, uh, from the Roman empires. Uh, so it was a, a Roman And she relic. bought it in Austin. Bought it in Austin. And they're, they, so they're, that was the story of, like, how did it get, in Austin, Texas, uh-huh. if it's a Roman relic, yeah, of, of some god somewhere, how did it get there? And uh, so they're just thinking that you know between uh, wars, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that some soldier probably brought it back illegally. It was probably part of some collection somewhere and yeah. through wars and soldiers pick things up that they're not always, you know, they're not supposed to pick up and they bring back to the States or something yeah. like that is kind of what they, um, you know, figured. But 
something that you said was just like this gives you the hope that one day that you'll find yeah that one you piece go to that antique store in your neighborhood yeah you'll find something it made me think of uh gary v you know, yeah. Gary V's always talking about, you know, if go to the you, garage sale. Go to the garage sale. <laughs> like, if you had $500, what would you do with $500? He's like, I'd go to a garage sale. I'd go to every it. thrift store in this town. <laughs> and I would, I would flip. It's amazing how much you can make flipping why, stuff what in is your, your own neighborhood. Why does your Gary V <laughs> sound Indian? <laughs> that was a spot on Gary V, yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you. Just. <laughs> Flip, you you need money? It's in your closet right now. <laughs> yeah. I hope y'all know who Gary V is because uh, that was a really good impression. If he you was know. Indian. <laughs> I mean, the words were there. His, the accent was... <laughs> I nailed that. So go look him up for yourself and you'll know that that was perfect. Gary V came in the room and yelled that right now. That was him. <laughs> I mean, just to put it out there, J- Gary V uses the F bomb a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I did. So a, just, just so it was like ninety percent accurate. I didn't use a hundred percent of the words that he would have used. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so you go there buy some Hot Wheels or whatever, and turn that five hundred dollars into fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, he you know gives you that hope or whatever. Um, or you can go there and waste your 500 bucks on junk. Some, and <laughs> some dumb toys that nobody wants. Nobody wants. Yo, I found out the other day, actually it was probably from a Gary Vee video um, or like a clip or something, that um, Craigslist has a section for free stuff. So you yeah. can go under for sale and then you can pick categories of stuff for sale. And there's a section, a category that just says free stuff. And so it's people that just have stuff they want to get rid of and they just list it on Craigslist. And it's like, hey, if you can come get it, you can have it. And most of it's junk, but uh, a lot of it's like old furniture old mattress or something but some of it's like it's legit stuff where they're just like hey we're moving we're leaving town tomorrow if you can get it you can have it yeah kind of stuff there's a youtuber that he um he turned couches into a business mm-hmm. by the free section on on yeah. the craigslist so yeah, so many of them he he went and picked up a couch because he needed a couch. Yeah. He's got his first apartment and mm-hmm. he was trying to fill his apartment or whatever. Um, and so he went and picked up this couch and then he had it for a little while, got a couple paychecks and then he wanted to, you know, go, go get him a nice couch. So he decided that he was going to sell that couch. Mm-hmm. Well, he ended up selling the couch for like 300 bucks. Yeah. So he was just like, man, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this yeah, for like yeah. some side money. Mm-hmm. And then now he has like a furniture store because <laughs> He was just picking up these free couches and yeah. just like reselling them, reselling them, and then before you know it, he was buying um, uh, office space and mm. retail space, and now he has. Uh, I thought about doing it because I got addicted for like a week of just, just scrolling through the free stuff section <laughs> every day on Craigslist, and I'd see some stuff like there was people giving away boats and stuff, where it's like if you had the knowledge on how to mess with stuff and had a you know a couple weeks to put some time into something, you could get the free boat. Yeah. You know, do some simple repairs and sell it for like $15,000 if you wanted because yeah. boats are expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, anyway, I just got lost in the, I didn't, I didn't end up getting a single thing. So I wasted a whole 
I wasted a lot of time <laughs> scrolling through <laughs> the, the free stuff the way, on Craigslist. There was a show that was out for a while called Trading Up. Yeah. And then, you know, you would, you would take something that you have, like I say, uh, like a gas weed eater or something. Uh-huh. And then, um, like Craigslist and stuff, they have people that want to trade stuff, and you would trade it for, like, a riding lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And then you just take that riding lawnmower and trade it for, like, you know, mm-hmm. something else. You keep trading, trading up, and those guys would take, like, you know, a chainsaw, and before you know it, they had this, like, classic car or yeah. whatever they traded all uh, all the way up to. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have the time, you know, that's that, that, that stuff takes time. Yeah. Also, you, a lot of these things are big things. you got to have a, a truck or something to move yeah. the couch and all. Yeah. I don't know. I kept thinking I might do it, but I didn't do it. You didn't do it. Well, you need to try it and then let us know I how know, it goes. I do. All right. I got a song for you called Nails, um, Nail Scarred Hands by Dante Bowie. My past became my prison Love was waiting with the key My story was my failure Now my story is redeemed has paid my ransom Your wounds have made me whole Now every day is brighter Nailed, scarred 
Hands by Dante Bowie. Dante Bowie. Um, man, what a good song. Um, I think that's one of those the songs that, um, that you could worship to, that you can play in your church and uh, just really begin to to worship with the things that uh, uh, that really mean the most to us as Christians, right? Uh, and it's all about Jesus and and all those things. Um, y'all stay tuned, right? Uh, we got a chance to catch up with uh, Nikki, and uh, she's been running our social media here at the at Elam Church for a little over a year now, and we want to bring her in to see maybe she can help us uh, talk about the things that she's learned, the things that uh, she's done to really capture our social media, and she's done a really good job. So stay tuned. I know you're going to enjoy this interview with Nikki. Well, thanks for stopping by, uh, Nikki. So we had a debate earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Your last name. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Medina? It is Medina. Oh, oh we got man. it. What do you no, think it was? No, I don't think we said Medina. What do we say? Sanchez, said Gonzalez, something. Mer- uh, oh, maybe we did uh, say We did say Medina. We, okay. Uh, yeah, you, were, you were really off. <laughs> we got Pastor Caesar. He's just joining us on the phone. He wasn't able to make it in. Uh, so, uh, I think I said Mendez. Appreciate you, Pastor. That's uh, my mom's maiden name. Is it? Yeah, you know, we're, we're close. over here on the other side Mendez? of the world. Mendez. Mendez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We're on the other side of the world, so but we appreciate him stopping by. He's uh, taking a little bit of a lunch break to join us today. Um, we wanted to jump right into uh, a role that Nikki has been playing here for us at Elam Church. Um, really, our first um, social media director, whatever you want to call the best we've had. The best we've had. Thanks, you, you've guys. Been, you, you, by far, been the best. Um, our social media has definitely changed the way that we have this uh, online footprint has definitely changed. And um, so I just wanted to bring you in and uh, just kind of go through some of the stuff that you have learned and maybe your thought process uh, when you um, first started and what you thought it was going to be. And then like it where it ended it up, you know, because we all we, we start that those new roles, you know, we'd like, oh, yeah, I'm going to change the world. <laughs> and then like you can't even change your own life. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, so. Yep, yep. Um, so what kind of what was your thought when you first oh like goodness. signed on to this, what you was going to do? And then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. I was I was very excited to uh, have that role here because, yeah, like you said, no one had ever really done anything like that here before and um the extent of the social media presence of elam church was an occasional uh i didn't even clip know our image and yeah until. obituaries here and there type things mm-hmm. but you know it's just like wasn't very wasn't very active um and so if anyone ever you know needed to see something or find something out that was happening with the church like you really can you know because i mean the people here are busy doing what they need to do and so no one was really here stepping in to you know post things constantly and with social media nowadays like you know people are always on it and so it's not something that at this point is a nice to have but it really is a need um if you want to be honestly just relevant or successful which not, might you know sound kind of funny but um i think it is a really good digital tool to use and and um i don't know i was super pumped 
to, to do that for the church. And as soon as I got in, yeah, same thing. I was like, I'm going to start an Instagram account. I'm going to start a Twitter account. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And, um, and I very quickly learned that, uh, you know, it was a, a slow push for change, I think, a lot of the things that I was doing. But even with that, you know, Pastor David, Pastor Caesar, um, the people who came before me, who were, you know, um, aware of the digital value of, of things like that. They kind of did, you know, already set up a precedent and kind of already paved a way for me to not enter completely blind and just to like, you know, surprise people and be like, okay, can I do this? And they're like, wait, what the heck? What does that even mean? And it's like, okay, no, there's already people here who've started, you know, just a little bit, you know, with the face, uh, the Facebook Live and, you know, things like that, YouTube. So you're telling me you want to pay $15 to do a Facebook ad? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is that? And you know, and, and so I've been here for, by the end of the summer, it'll be two years that I've been here. And over those two years, I've spent a total of only $15. Wow. So like there's not even, you know, like I don't even need a, I mean, a budget is always great, you know, to have, but that's not something that, you know, was here before I got here. And so $15, y'all, this is not a lot of money. And that's crazy. It's been a lot me, of growth. Let so, Let me chime in for a second. Yeah, I, I remember having a meeting with one of, uh, he, he was a leader at a, at, a, at a very big and prominent church here in, uh, in, um, in Houston. And he was telling me about some other, you know, one of the emerging churches at the time that was here. He said that their, that their budget for their social media was $80,000. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. And, and annually, you know, so. Yeah. It, it, 15, yeah. y'all. 15. <laughs> That's funny yeah, be, and, because, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's just, you know, and it's, if for people that are listening right now, it's, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of on two extreme ends there, you know, and there's, and then there's other churches that, you know, $80,000 is just a drop in the bucket for them in their digital presence. Cause it's, I think there's kind of a, uh, um, there's kind of a disconnect, especially from maybe the older generation, whenever they think about the importance of having a, you know, digital footprint out there, especially for a, you know, growing church in a modern world. Um, cause it's not just, you know, Oh, Facebook. No, no, that's, it's not just that, but it's, it's, it really is. It, it really is modern day evangelism as much as a lot of people don't want to call it that because they feel like it's, uh, you know, like the church has gotten lazy. Well, not necessarily, you know, it's just, we have to, we have to adapt to the time and to the culture and, 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 and really it's just an outreach. It's another, it's another form that, that the church has to now outreach to a lost and broken world. And there's, there's some people that get it. There's some that won't. And it's my opinion that those that don't get it will end up closing their church doors because, you know, after their last congregant, the last congregant dies, uh, there's, that's it. It, it, it. It's 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 not just appealing to young people. Now it's appealing to all people. Yeah. Um, but this uh, this last you know this uh, older generation that's um, looking at the last years of their life. I'm not so sure if they you know if if, if they have a value of that. And that, that's not just Elam Church. It's all churches. Mm -hmm. We we have this conversation all the time amongst church leaders and the things that we read and the importance of us having a. Uh, you know that uh, extending that that digital hand of fellowship out there to a to a lost world. So yeah, I mean fifteen or twelve dollars, fifteen dollars. Would you say, yep. Nikki? Fifteen. Fifteen. That's that's funny because um, you know I have a small business and I uh, allocate one hundred and fifty dollars a month. 
mm-hmm. through social media. And that's paying my social media girl too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we definitely set aside money for ads and different Good. things like that, like that because um, I think like when you think about social media and then you hear, you know, the, like the, the term right now that's going on is meta and different things like <laughs> that. I think it's important that we understand that it's not just uh, a sign out in front of your church anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. That this now has to go online and the reach is, it, is much further than um, than how many cars will pass your sign on on the side of the road. Yeah. Right. Now that you can reach hundreds of thousands, millions of people by a single post um, is pretty crazy when you think about it. But when when we when we talk about bridging the gap between generations and when we talk about social media, um, I, I read something that was like people forty four and younger, like ninety eight or ninety nine percent of them have a social media page that are active on social media. Mm-hmm. So if MySpace, my yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that when you talk about that, like the easiest way to reach somebody is in their living room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you know, in, in sales, when you the door to door sales, like they say, if you can just get in the door, yeah. right? If you yeah. can just get into the kitchen, if you can just sit down with them at the table, um, like how, like how easy it is it with yeah, social media that you that. can do yeah. that, right? Yeah. Right. And then just just kind of to give a little more context to the conversation. Right. Like we're, Elam Church is about to celebrate its centennial. It's 100 years of existence. Um, uh, less than 100 years ago, actually 97 years ago in 1925, less than less than half of the homes or the, yeah, the homes in America had electricity. Ooh. So. Yeah, so it's like, you know, now in this modern day world, it's it, it, we live off of online. We live off of electronic devices and things and it's it's an entirely different world that we live in now and uh, you know, and and that just goes to show you like, you know, the the speed the speed of progress and and how we need to constantly go out there and find it, like Pastor David was saying, you know, um, in the old in the olden days, whenever the television came out, television is the devil, mm-hmm. you know, or any any anything that comes out, it's the devil, um, and that's how that's been the 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 uh, traditional church approach to really everything. But you know, my question, I guess, if I had a question to Nikki, what would you say if somebody told you? Uh, Social media is the devil. Yeah, social media is the devil. Go. Uh, Show me in the Bible where it's the devil. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You know, I've never had anyone actually ask me that question or, you know, tell me that. But um, I don't know. I think whenever people bring topics up like that, like I think you just really have to look at what is the fruit of what you're producing. So if you think that me, you know, getting on social media and making, okay, so just like let's take a very – tangible example i'm posting a picture okay i'm taking pictures in church so i might be distracting so someone you know like Mm. oh you're distracting the congregation from worshiping because you're walking around taking pictures and then you post them for what okay well let's like look at that okay so i'm taking pictures and sure someone might look up every once in a while because they're like oh my gosh she's taking a picture of me and i'm like crying or something like that you know it's like okay well sure it might be distracting but 
okay, so the fruit of that, I take that picture, I post it. And for example, I took a picture of Caesar preaching to Pastor Caesar preaching to the youth at a skateboard event outside. Mm -hmm. And it was an outreach event, you know, where kids from the neighborhood just came in. And I took that picture and I posted it. And yeah, probably kids were looking at me. It might have been a little distracting because then you hear the, you know, um, which now I have a silent shutter. So I don't know how to distract people. Yeah, yeah, But I remember Caesar posted that picture and he made it his cover photo. And there was a comment on that picture. Um, of some guy, I don't know who it was, but he had this, you know, paragraph long thing of like, wow, this is so crazy to see. Like I used to go to this church when I was younger and I hadn't really, you know, been in touch with it. And then all of a sudden I see this picture of my old, you know, youth group and it's just crazy to see how God is still working here and blah, 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 blah. And that kind of stuff happens like literally every single day. And I just think people don't see it and people don't realize like the fruit that this is producing the, and, you know, like he said, evangelism, like this is another way to reach people to, to save souls ultimately, ultimately. And I mean, that's what the Bible tells us to do. And so tell me that social media is the devil. Well, I don't think the de devil wants to be, you know, saving souls for Jesus. So yeah. it's like, if that's what it's the fruit that it's producing, then, you know, show me in the Bible where that's the devil. Like, yeah, a, right. you know, and so, Along with that, also, since we're talking about, um, well, not all older, you know, generations, but we were talking about the older generations and how some of them might not understand. But um, a while back, I did some number crunching with, you know, you know, how much. And I know we're talking about Facebook, but it's totally not just Facebook. Like, there's so much more to it. Um, but with Facebook, I was looking at the stats of the age and gender of who it reaches. And so we have about we have a little over 3000 uh, followers on Facebook and the majority of age range is 25, oh, sorry, 34 to 45, 35 to 50. 35 to 50 is, is the average age of what we're reaching, like, the most. Um, but it's so funny because I look over, I'll show you all the chart, but I'll try to mm -hmm. explain it verbally. So this is 35, 45, 55. 65 and up is almost just as much as the 35 year old. So people <laughs> but that's might. Facebook. But it is Facebook. <laughs> right. But it is so it's right, still right. social media, yeah, you know. Sure. So it's like old people still on Facebook too. Like yeah. what you mean? They don't know how to. They might not know how to use anything else on their phone, but they know how to use, Facebook. How to use Facebook. And so it's that's like so what? It, yeah, no, it, it really is reaching every generation, but. I don't know if y'all can see this chart. So, you know, 35 and up, up to 65 plus, it's all kind of the same. But yeah. you look at the 18 to 24 and it is significantly less because young, young people, 18 to 24, are not on Facebook mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. And so it's how do we reach them? They're all on Instagram. They're all on TikTok. And that's what they do all day long. So if you want to reach young people, you go to where they are, sitting on their toilet, scrolling on Instagram. So post stuff on Instagram. So it's so is Instagram ruining, ruining their, their platform right now? Has your Instagram feed changed lately where it's just like just always like three quarters of it is just like say, hey, you, you, you know, you like this video now. Oh, like like sponsoring and yes, reels it's and like, um, it's so like yeah, full of that stuff. You can't even see the people you follow anymore. Yeah, I mean you can go in and adjust, and that's not something everybody knows. But you can go in and adjust who you are, like 
just show me the people that I'm following or don't show me videos, just show me this. Yeah. But I've been seeing people, so I also run a, a photography account because I run it at my, you know, I have a small business too. Yeah. Um, it's not a small business, it's just a business, you know, who says it's smaller, <laughs> big, you know, it's a business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on there, I had a lot of people asking, um, why am I only seeing videos? I'm not seeing well, they any changed. pictures. They yeah. came out and changed this and I, now a video. Mine is still platform. pictures, so I, I don't know what people are talking about. I guess yeah. some people, but you, like I said, you can go in and change what, what you're saying. But, you know, it's, social media can detect how many seconds you're on a picture, so yeah. then they start showing you more of that. Or if you click something one time, they're going to start showing yeah. you more of that. So, so. so let me ask this. We've all agreed that it's it's important. If you if you um, are a church out there and you're just like, okay, I have my clip art and we do our, you know, our second Sunday of the month potluck or whatever, and we're posting yeah. that on Facebook yeah. and we do two or three uh post a month and mm-hmm. now I want a presence what is your suggestion to somebody else out there that oh. just says okay we're gonna hire we're gonna hire us a Nikki and uh, we want we want to do something what is what does you think the most the low-hanging fruit that they can go out and attack so the two words that come to mind and I've kind of started to live by this in in the work that I do are uh, consistency and follow-up. And so I feel like that's a little bit more tangible and you can apply that to any, you know, if you have an $80,000 budget or if you have a $15,000 budget, you can still be consistent and you can still follow up. And what I mean by that is, one, if you're posting pick art or pick art clip art and that's all you know how to do and you hire someone and it's still, they're still using clip art, but if you're doing it every single day, people still see that and they see that you're active and that y'all are doing things there. And so I do value how things look, of course. And I mean, we can talk about that later on too. But if that's where you're at and if you're using clip art, but you're posting every day, keep posting clip art every day. Like people are saying that you're posting in that, or not that you're posting, but that you're active and that you are within reach. You know, people want to see account. So, I'll say this. So whenever I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling and it, and I'm looking at a new account, you know, I always look at the uh, first, the first thing I look at is if they have, if they just like posted something on their story, which Facebook has that now too, now too, but it's like a little ring around your profile picture. And it means that you just posted something within the last 24 hours. And subconsciously I have found myself, you know, looking at a new account and if it doesn't have something that was posted within the 24 hours, I'm like, oh, they're not active. They must not post. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, and then I look at their actual pictures that they post that, you know, are still on the feed and and they posted like four days ago. But in my head, I'm like, four days ago, that's a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. so it's just crazy how that's just the culture that we live in now. It's like everything is very at your fingertips. It's a constant flow. Like things are just constantly being put out there. And so as much as we might hate it of like, oh, we're always on our phones. And of course there's a time to put it away. Like we need to do that. Even with that, you know, that's still the world that we're living in. And people are just like, yeah, we're a very I, I gotta, consumeristic culture. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I got to, I got to comment on that. Cause it, it, you were, what you're talking about is, you know, the, 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 and, and I love how you said it, uh, consistency and follow up and, and, you know, con- how important is content creation, you know, and it's not just a one stop shop because you, you have to be very methodical, very strategic when it comes to this, because, uh, you know, I know it sounds like we're picking on the older generation when it comes to digital media. Um, but uh, and, and we might <laughs> we might be. But um 
but then also just like you said but like you know teenagers aren't on facebook mm-hmm. and and as a church that is multi-generational um we have to make sure that we try to hit all bases mm-hmm. so the importance and the necessity of of, of content creation is it, it, it's a skill it's an art not anybody can just do it i mean yes do do what you have right or use what you have but you know there's there's people that are gifted out there in making fantastic relevant content that is specific to mm-hmm. a certain age group or uh you know demographic of people and and you know is that wrong no that's that's being wise that's knowing who's around that's that being able to minister to the heart of the individual i i think should be always the end goal right it's Mm -hmm. the individual we don't do these things just to chum the waters and get as many as we can um uh, although whenever we're dealing with you know data analytics and and looking at demographics and things of course it, it it gives us it, it, it gives us a better view rather than looking at things from uh, 50,000 feet in the air. We're able to actually see it from 500 feet. And then if we can just tailor that um, and really know where where to put the emphasis on. And like Nikki does such a great job with Thank with you. being um, being sensitive to the fact that not every video not every content not every uh font that you use on a post it it it, it all it's all for different people it's all for different age groups and and um you know because i i know some churches too that um they just designate you know one person that just say yeah i'll do it okay like okay if you have somebody that is talented or at least better at some of these things than a uh, you know 85 year old pastor mm-hmm. um pastor let somebody else do it <laughs> you know bring somebody on board that that actually has the eye for it yeah. and um and yeah mm-hmm. you know it's it that's just so important because I've, I've seen a lot of churches where and, and smaller churches too where it's you know it, it's the pastor or the pastor's wife and and you know we're not in we're not in 1994 anymore with windows anymore i mean there's a lot of stuff out there that's free yeah yeah and i i, I want i'm done that was like my next question to follow up was talking about some tools and stuff that we can uh suggest but before we go there uh consistency and follow-up follow-up give me the follow-up yes okay so i'm going to use james as an example because he's right in front of me um but something that i noticed over the last couple months so with his band eucalyptian they're on instagram and i just yeah there you go (laughs) um but i just started noticing him like liking a bunch like if you commented on something he liked a comment or responded to it or he posted something on i'm was it are you the one who's doing that yeah Yeah. so posting on his story like almost every day (laughs) i mean you're doing it though you're doing it yourself and it doesn't take somebody i mean like caesar saying like yes there is a an art to it there is a professionalism to that but also it is something that's tangible that everybody can do, you know, if they just put the time into it. And so James was posting like every day, like what's what's a band you're listening to today, or what's here's the cool song that I heard. And every Wednesday, you know, yes. Yeah. It <laughs> so it's just, and I noticed Get with that, me, bro. I got a good social media girl, so yeah. if you need some help, <laughs> but it um, is work though, like you said. Yeah. And uh, like Caesar was saying, uh, like what's your goal and all? 
uh, if you're not doing the stuff with the goal, like you're not going to be efficient with it. Um, and w- as far as like the budget stuff, I know we've talked about like depending on what your goal is, you might need a big budget. But mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if your goal is just to post basically like flyers so that everybody in the church knows the events that are coming up, you don't really need to spend money on advertising mm-hmm. because the people in if the church the people in are the church. already yeah. following you. But if your post is to try to reach a bunch of new people that don't know anything about Elam Church and you're trying to let them know about new events and get them to come, then you might need to spend some money on advertising so it can get out there in front of more people. So, you know, just depends on your goals with everything. So when you talk about consistency and follow-up, that all directly leads into engagement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so now, now let's talk about engagement. Yeah. What does engagement mean? So if somebody's thinking, oh man, engagement, I hear that word, but what does engagement really mean and mm-hmm. how does that help? So I'm going to bring up how, so I think this, this topic, we're talking about social media, but I want to expand that a little bit. But before I do that, social media is a very relational thing relational yeah. i don't know resource and so you know i feel like i'm more connected to eucalyptian because he's you know i slid up on his story and he was like oh yeah that's super cool i saw did that did you just say you slid up on his story yeah like not yeah, slide yeah. in it's different than slide yeah, up no she didn't slide into the dm <laughs> no, 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 yeah yeah there's hey, a difference i, 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 got there. I just need to know what we're talking about here you so know. sliding in is the one you know sliding into the dms like hey girl what you doing but slide up is like i'm just gonna respond okay slide okay. up different than slide in yeah i'm yeah, asking yeah. all these questions the prepositions I don't know. are important Dude, i've been learning all this stuff you've been sliding in on people too no but I'm the Lighten guy. Up. I told you before, like I'm the guy growing up. I didn't want nothing to do with any social media, anything, and I'm still like on a personal level not interested at all. But when it comes to like our band or just reaching people, it's super useful. So mm-hmm. I've just been like biting the bullet, and just <laughs> sliding getting in, getting in there, and yeah. But you it. see it, and you okay, notice. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. slid into his stuff. I slid up. I up slid up. <laughs> Inside it, I slid up. But hey, it, hey, they're both married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sliding up, yeah. So it's just like, okay, I'm gonna comment on this. They're like, that's super cool. I, there was like one specific thing, and I was like, who are you listening to? Or it was a artist that I recognized and had seen, or like. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, just something like that. But then there's like other people that I see that you know, like I went to a Mac DeMarco concert. I don't mm-hmm. doubt anybody listening to this would know. I know who that is, but the indie um, yeah, is the, yeah, very interesting guy. But anyways, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, and so then I, you know, was, eucalyptian was on the brain because I saw that on an Instagram thing, mm-hmm. um, and so it is very relational. And so when I say you know follow up, I'm talking about, and you talked about uh, engagement. engagement as well. So whenever people comment uh i'm just i'm using a lot of example because examples because i feel like it's easier for people you know to to see and visualize but i posted a um a video like a testimony video thing of uh pastor ron and his story with elam church and um Oh my gosh, people ate it up. Like it's just but not not in that way, but it's just like, man, like what an impact, what an influence that this just this one guy and he says in his video, you know, it takes more than just a pastor. It takes, you know, everybody is involved with us. So I think it was really cool you addressed that. But um the amount of people who engaged and engaged, meaning they didn't just click the video, they didn't just like scroll past it, but they their phone was paused on that video and they were watching, they watched the whole thing mm-hmm. or they shared it or they commented on it. Um, 
And so when we're talking about engagement, it's like you're you're engaging with someone, you're having a conversation with someone, you're relating to them in whatever way, whether that, that is taking the time to like the post or comment on it. And a lot of people commented on that video saying, oh my goodness, like I remember this pastor, he impacted my family and our kids and just things that, you know, it is, a, it's just a video, but, but that's like it. It's a very emotional thing, you know, it's a very, um, something that cuts further than just like, it sounds silly, cuts further than your eyeballs. Like, you know, it really does like strike a chord with, with your heart. And like, you know, that's why I love like video so much is because you can take somebody's story and, and, and the fact that you are entrusted with someone's story to, to build that into something that people can see and view and share with whoever they want and they can have that forever. So now like, I don't know, just seeing the comments on there and then, you know, for me following up and engaging with them and having a relationship with them via Elam Church was, wow, that's so cool. So say Sister Barbara, I don't know, Sister Barbara said, wow, that was so awesome. Like, I love Elam Church. Like, they've impacted my family. Elam Church then goes, Sister Barbara, that is so awesome. Thanks for sharing. We can't wait to have you at our celebration. Mm -hmm. Elam Church just had a conversation with Sister Barbara, you know, and so yeah. it's, I don't know, it's, it's very simple and it's, it takes seconds but it really does make make a huge makes impact a huge difference. makes yeah and so when you see that you know the church is engaging with you outside of sunday outside of wednesday just on your phone while you're in your bedroom in your bed or whatever it is so yeah and yeah, uh, one of, or go ahead oh, go ahead no no go ahead mine's longer <laughs> <laughs> okay I was, I was just gonna add on because you know you we said something about uh you know is the social media the devil and all that kind of stuff and uh, obviously, we could all name a ton of negative impacts that social media mm -hmm. has had on, right. you know, the world. Um, but it's just the way I see it is it's just a tool like anything else. You know, a hammer is not inherently evil. But if you hit somebody in the head with it to murder them, it's not, <laughs> it's not a good thing. But you could also build a house with it. Mm. And That's good. I like things. that. I'm so it's just it. another it's just another thing that anybody can use depending right. on what you do with it. You know, that's good. Yeah, and, and on that, so it, it, it ties right into what I was going to say um, in that some of the pushback that we've heard, um, not just at Elam, but just everywhere, right, about social media. And I think we're, it's it just needs more redefinition for, especially for those that are not on the, uh, uh, on the front end of the curve, they're still on the back end, is that um, engagement is not discipleship. And I think that's where mm -hmm. a lot of people, um, <clears throat> especially whenever you're like, it's, it's like a, 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 where a church psychology is being asked to be, you know, completely uh, uh, implemented where you have to train people up into thinking about this in another way. Um, but a lot of people think, well, no, because if we if we do that, then are we really discipling people? Well, it's it's not about discipling people. Engagement isn't. You know, there's other ways to do it digitally, of course. But, um, you know, and, and we've seen that in like uh, satellite churches where there's, you know, one one message that goes out to all the satellites and and all that. And people say, well, how can they you know, how can they truly be pastored and all that? And, and, and I'm totally you know, oh, in it to, to have that conversation. But, but there, just because it, it's more than just, um, what am I trying to say here is that we, we shouldn't confuse the two. 
mm-hmm. right? Out, outreach and discipleship is yeah. not the same thing. And we could definitely use it for discipleship. But again, some of the big pushback that I've heard is like, well, we don't want to do that because we want to get, we want to get butts in the seat. It's like, well, it, do it do does that? get butts. Yeah, you know, exactly. It does. It does get butts in the seat, but but you know we we just can't, like James said, in, we can't just mm-hmm. say it's inherently evil because it it keeps people away from the physical doors, the physical seats, the physical connections. Like, no, it, it it it's completely different. It bridges the gap on the in betweens yeah. whenever you you don't see them. And it goes back to like I said. Or like we all said, you know, what what's the goals? You know, what are your goals for these posts? And depending on what you're trying to do, um, you know, you can make it way more effective yeah. if you have some goals. Yeah, we and we kind of we have to remember like the generation before us. When when you're the old guy in the room, you have to remember like, okay, what did I do to to make an impact mm-hmm. on, on this generation? Right, so I just think about Pastor Ron when he said that he brought drums into the church. Yeah, that way everybody was like freaking out, like, "Oh my gosh, he's bringing drums in the church! So this <laughs> this whole church is going to hell!" Mm-hmm. Right, but there, there's that there's those people that are they're they're trailblazers, yeah. right? And um, and in certain things that we do, we blaze trails for the next generation. And I mm-hmm. think that when we have to keep things in perspective when we get older and, and, and really think, yeah. like I've always told Sandra, when I get too old and everything gets too loud and the lights are too bright and all of those things remind me when I was a youth pastor <laughs> and I was trying to do certain things that people were saying that's that's a little bit too crazy, David, yeah. you know, because I don't want to be that guy that holds a whole generation yeah. back because it's too loud and it's mm, too bright, it again. you know? Yeah. Um, so I just, I, if, if I can't be young, I want people that stand in the gap between me and the next generation that will fill in that gap and that will lead me to where they're trying to go and to trust them to, we're going to all get there because mm-hmm. the vision is cast. Totally. And then we're all following the same vision, but it doesn't always look like it did in 1970. Right. You One know? of the uh, phrases when I worked at the Chick-fil-A on Fairmont back in the day when I was 16, hold it <laughs> down, worked under uh, Dave as the GM. who uh, Legend. Yeah, legend. He legend. was a legend. Yeah, legend. Uh, anyway, one Not of the Not the things, Wendy's, Dave. No, no, no. Uh, one of the things he would always say, which was kind of like a dumb, cheesy catchphrase, but it was actually, it had weight to it uh he would always say aces in their places you know here comes the lunch for us let's get the aces in their places which just meant uh whoever's the best at this thing put mm. them at that position during <laughs> you know game time because yeah. chick-fil-a 12 you know 11 11 to two o'clock it's it's popping dude and there's yeah. gonna be a ton <laughs> of cars and if you don't have the best people at the best positions it's gonna be a problem yeah and so just like you're saying you know put those people uh in the place that can reach those people that I can't reach anymore. I think it's it's just super important. When I was putting on that local Palooza thing a couple weeks ago, um, I can like I can only do so much, right? And I had so many people help me out with stuff hmm. um, where I would just say, hey, like they would say, hey, do we have anybody to make a sign? I can make a sign. I said, you go make that sign. <laughs> go make you, it, please. Because <laughs> you can do it and I can't make a sign. I got other stuff to do. And know? that's yeah. what Pastor Ron was the greatest at. Yeah. You'd always bring him an idea. Well, that's great, son. That's mm-hmm. great, daughter. Well, why don't you go ahead and get that? Delegate. Yeah. Delegate, Sounds like delegate. you can do it. I can't do it. You go do it. You yeah, know? and this is the hard part. 
Okay, this is the hard part because then you give over and you experience this. <laughs> then you give over uh, stuff that you can't control anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So we're going to give over this. And if I did it, it might not be the best. It might not be as good as Nikki could do it, but I know that it's going to get done when totally. I want to get it done, how I want to get it done, what I, how I you know, think mm-hmm. it should be done. But when we give that over to somebody else, you lose control. Right. That's true. And now you you don't know how it's all going to end up, <laughs> right? Yeah. And sometimes it's going to fail. I have an sometimes example. Sometimes it's going to work. Yeah. I have an example I want to share. Sometimes it's going to work. Um, so this past Sunday, so just two days ago, um, uh, I had Micah, Micah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Sure, here, I'll give him some class. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Micah. Shout out to Micah. <laughs> we might, we um, might get the wah, wah, wah after the, <laughs> after the story. Hang no, on, let's he see t- how it goes. <laughs> no, it's good and bad. But um, he, t- he took pictures for me because, I mean, I was doing worship. And, and that's something else I wanted to talk about at some point. But having a team is so, so, so important in anything that you do but coming into this job you know i'm like i'm gonna do this you know i'm the only person so like but man i tried to do that by myself it did not work i was exhausted because do you remember the conversation that we had when we first started this we had a lot of conversations i told you you can't do this on your own oh absolutely not around you because you can't capture everything that's going on in every ministry yeah and i and i finally um i finally hit a couple people up who are just as excited about you know media and pictures and as I am, and it's so it's it's a game changer. It's mm-hmm. transformative to have people behind you. And then there was a convocation speaker who said um, something about something along the something along the lines of you're a good leader. You know, you're a good leader whenever you can like leave and everything still gets done. You know, yeah. it's like you don't need to be there for the mission to get done because you have trained everybody and equipped everybody to where they can do it by themselves. Um, but back to Micah, um, I had him take pictures. He's never taken pictures at church before. And I, But honestly, I was like playing the piano and he was like, I, I saw a message on my phone while I was playing and he said, I don't know where the camera is so I can't take pictures. <laughs> and I like am playing with one hand and with the other hand, I'm like in the foyer behind desk. <laughs> And I'm doing that all the time, honestly. If y'all ever like take a look, which y'all shouldn't, because y'all should be worshiping the Lord. But if you ever take a look at me, <laughs> sometimes I'm like sending messages because I'm like, okay, I need this needed to get done. And then I'm like, okay, eh, Jaira, you know. So it's just um, with him. I was like, no, it's in the foyer. Take pictures. And it was Mother's Day, so I was like, this is important. So. I, you know, managed to send him a three-word text, and so he got and he started taking pictures. And honestly, so the good part about it was that I, someone was taking pictures. Otherwise, no one was was gonna have done that for that service. Mm-hmm. And so it was so cool to see him. Like he popped out. Like, well, uh, I think it was brother Stacy was talking. He just like took a picture on the stage and mm-hmm. then went away and then like was over there and over there. And I was like, that's so cool that I get to sit down and actually like, yeah. you know listen to what people are saying not that i don't listen when i'm taking pictures but um you know it, it was just cool to see somebody else Sounds doing like it for once that's funny because <laughs> i was sitting on the front row waiting for my time to speak and then i felt something touch me on my shoulder and i was just like what's going on and i looked over and mike is resting the lens on my shoulder so he could get a steady shot <laughs> oh gosh yeah but so anyways it was really cool to have him take pictures and then at some point i was like trying to flag him down and he came over to the back and he was like nikki i'm so sorry they're all bad and i was like my 
like, what do you mean? And he was like, they're all blurry. I deleted so many. And I was like, <laughs> no. And so he ended up taking a lot of pretty good pictures. But he he told me he deleted so many blurry ones. And I was like, never delete them. Never delete them. Because we could always use them for something else. Sort of like a blurry you know, background. And we put some words over it or something. But he said that he took a bunch of pictures and just went through and deleted and deleted. And I was like, no. So let's just lean into that real quick. Because yeah. when you first got here, we had no like stored content or right. pictures. We had a Dave Billingsley, Dave brother Billing. Dave Bill, he had some solid yes. stuff, but that's he, it. Yeah, and it was all, but it was only like four or five events, mm-hmm. just very minimal, not minimal quantity, but event type stuff. Yeah. Like how crucial it is to be able oh, like, to go back and find stuff and pull and talk about that a little bit. Uh, how important is it yeah. to have? Oh my gosh, it's of utmost importance to have content. And so, yeah, one of the biggest challenges for me coming in um, as that you know first person was I needed to make all the content by myself. And so. The first one of the first projects that I did here was revamping the website. I don't know when the last time y'all had touched the website was, but it had been a minute, I mean, and there were some pages. And I did it long. Yeah, time ago. and there were just some things that weren't working, and I was like, oh, I mean, it's so that? long ago that they quit, like uh, they quit managing that site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So it was just going into that, and I was like, okay, well, how do I make a website? It wasn't from scratch because I had all the the words the there, but as words, far as yeah. photos. And, you know, like the colors and branding and branding is so important. We probably won't get to talk about that, but I could talk about branding forever. But (laughs) anyways, just consistency and like making sure that everything looks, you know, similar and whatever. We can talk about that later. But um, going in to create an entire church website. And and I did have like, you know, Pastor David like did make it very clear. Like, if you need me for anything, like I'm here, I got it. But like I had to go in and take pictures of every Sunday school classroom I had to, you know, drive across the street and, you know, take pictures of every kid, you know, kids functions. And, you know, and so I was just like trying to hit up. And this was before I was uh, smart enough to know that I could ask other people to take pictures for me, you know? And so I was taking pictures of literally everything Mm -hmm. I could think of. And just me, one person, one camera, just boom, 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 boom. And I was taking pictures of literally every possible thing because I had nothing, you know, really to go off of that was recent. Um, And so, I mean, I, created that website pretty much by myself um but i like looking back it's like man that would have been so much easier if i had if i had just asked for help (laughs) if i had just been like hey can you help me uh can you cover that service for me can you go across the street and do this and so now now that i know that and i realize how important that is man it just makes this job so much easier and also there's a challenge with it because then it's like you have micah taking hundreds of blurry pictures but i mean you know he's still getting the job done he's willing he's willing to learn and i think that's one of the biggest things too when you're when you're making a team are you willing to learn and are you like excited it's like yes okay we can work with that that's that failure point that we were talking about earlier you know, the next time he does it, he's going to be aware of right. making sure that's in frame and that's, you know. Exactly. Like yeah. And I'm super thankful that, you know, he, he yeah. did that. So, um, so that would be the number one thing. Like if I, if I would say, hey, you know, you want to start the social media, start collecting all of that content, take pictures. It doesn't really matter if it's with your cell phone or whatever it may be. Get all that stuff in a central area, put it on a server somewhere, get you a cloud server or something. Get all that stuff collected. That way you, you can quickly pull a picture, throw some words over right. it, and get it posted. Yeah. Uh, other than having to search for something on the internet, maybe yeah. even pay for a picture, all that stuff. It doesn't, a lot of times it's not going to look like your church. Right. You, how important yeah. it is for the, the for the stuff to look like your church. Okay. And then oh, after that, no, Pastor ahead. Caesar, go oh, okay. ahead. I was just going to say so, one thing. People, oh, no, no, you go, go, go. 
Oh. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> yeah this is this is weird because i'm like not there but uh <laughs> no but um no just since you're on that topic just really quick um just some general housekeeping uh tips right whenever you're creating all your all your accounts on any social media platform use the same email make a brand new email for it and use the same email Good. same password for every single thing or put it in a place where you're not going to forget it um yet yeah, store all your all your photos and content in one localized place get good about learning how to have a uh, a catalog system of how to mm-hmm. do these things because uh, if not you're just going to be a mess and, oh, it, yeah. and it's going to it's going to take forever so um yeah you know time dates uh, uh alphanumeric whatever you need yeah. to do but just general housekeeping tips because it can it, it can become overwhelming so fast yeah mm-hmm. and and yeah, and, and it's like in, in the course of the conversation, I'm going to have to bow out in a little bit. Uh, but in uh, in the course of the conversation, what becomes very evident is that Nikki absolutely has a love for what she does as far as uh, being a content creator and and being able to, to execute a plan and getting it out there. It hasn't always been easy, but but there is there has to be a genuine love and creativity when it comes to this. So again, I would just encourage anybody that's listening, that's thinking about either revamping their digital media footprint or starting one up is that uh, it, it might not always be you. You might be the one that starts it, but the talent will come, especially if you have the vision behind it and uh, you know, just really, really be able to to be a great talent scout like pastor ron was and just say okay take it over and uh and do it run with it and um yeah no so the 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 love the love that that you have for creating quality nikki is always Mm -hmm. something that i've I've always admired and you do such a great job thank you you have that passion in anything that you do Yeah, yeah definitely yeah and i think i mean yeah like you said with anything you do but um, with this especially or actually to answer your question before I kind of start talking about my limit yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, how is, important is it for it to look like your church thank you Pastor Steve that was very kind it's always nice to be affirmed every once in a while <laughs> but um, people love seeing people oh my goodness I can spend an hour and a half creating a graphic that I think looks so good and I came up with it on my own and it just it took me all this time like man this looks like something like I don't know whatever insert church you know would post like this looks awesome and it gets five likes and then I take a picture of two people smiling at the church and it took it takes me literally five seconds to upload Mm -hmm. you know I didn't put any time into it I just took the picture but it's faces and it gets like 40 likes and I'm like what the heck like man but people <laughs> people just tr- love faces that's true because yeah. listen I, I, you know I, and I got a bunch of followers on you know, Facebook or whatever but I can like put this like super inspirational post and I'm like Killing the game on this inspirational <laughs> post, and then I just was inspired. Yeah, and then and then I'll say something about you know I will post a picture of uh, my wife or something, me and her together, and then everybody's like, oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like man, I mean, I'm here killing all this other stuff. Yeah, I ain't said nothing about that. Yeah. I put my wife or kids on there, and they're just Dude, that's loving what people it. like, and they relate to that, and that's what's important too. Going back to how it's a relational, I'm ministry relational, I don't know, work air whatever topic. Um, 
relational tool. Ah, it's a tool we're talking about. Tools, right, hammers. It's a re- tools, relational right. tool because people like seeing. Bye. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, people like seeing people who are, are smiling and people that they've seen before, and it's like, oh, I know that person, or you know, and it's just very, very relational, and, and people people love seeing people. So um, definitely. Yeah. So, um, what about looking ahead? How important is it to look ahead? You've been yeah. you've been working on this hundred year thing for months. It seems like for right years. for a hundred years. <laughs> right? We've been working on this hundred yeah. year for hundred yeah. years. Um, you know, we had the convocation. You put a lot of work into the convocation, and then like backdoor that like for the next eight weeks, we're like going hard on the hundred year when. Uh, when we do like calendars, I mean, how important is it to look ahead to the next you know, oh, Mother's man. Day or the m- next holiday? I think know. this is probably, this isn't even just with social media, but I feel like, I mean, in any job uh, environment, any any sort of uh, team uh, environment, like everybody needs to be on the same page. Like communication is so important. And, and sometimes, it, you know, like this hasn't happened in a while, but like I might post something um, you know, with all the events, and then someone's like, oh, but you didn't post mine. It's like, well, I didn't know. Nobody told me, you know? And it's just, as it sucks, but it's just as simple as that. It's like, nobody told me. I had no idea. Right, especially with so, you, because you're, you you work for a larger church, uh-huh. and we have ministries. Yes, many, many. Many, many, many. So that's, yeah. that's tough. And, so, and, I'll, and I'll go on the church calendar, and I'll ask around here, and, and, and if nobody knows about it, like, you know, I'm looking in the places I should be looking, but it's not there. And so it's like, well, like... I didn't know. Like, I'm sorry. And and so um, I think communication and being on the same page and, and gosh, that is so important. And, and with our church, especially, we have, like, yes, there is a huge emphasis on convocation. Yes, there is a huge emphasis on the 100-year celebration. But as soon as the 100-year celebration ends... Kids camp is next. And then after kids camp, it's youth camp. After youth camp, or Kindles and their Kindle revivals, like right after that. And after that is YouTube conference. After that is um, like the men's advance. It's like before that, ladies retreats after that. And it's like back to back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And it's a stuff. constant, constant. And so it's not even, oh, we really need, you know, this social media person to really build up this one event. Well, that's great and all, but like if we're a church and our goal is to reach people for Jesus, it doesn't really matter what event we're trying to bring them to. We're trying to bring them into these doors to know Jesus. And so whatever event that is, like we need people on every event, on every, you know, if, whether it's big or small, like we need to be promoting it. We need to be yeah. spreading the news because it's like whether it's convocation or whether it's, I don't know, I'm trying to just the weekly Bible study like that, that could change somebody's life just as much as the convocation could. And so. I think that's something that we tend to miss. It's like, oh, well, this is like a really big deal. So we really need to promote this. Well, so is a weekly Bible study. That's a really, really big deal. And yeah. so putting the same amount of effort as we do with that, with that, with, um, you know, something that seems smaller scale. And so I think that's something that, that even I miss, you know, I'm like putting all this effort into this and it's like, wait, but there's also this. And so, I don't know, man, it's, it's tough. You can't shut to down everything for one event. Right. Yeah. And so, I know, very, very important. Like, it doesn't stop when the when the anniversary celebration is done. Like, it's Off not over. Next. Yeah, on to the next hundred years, you yeah. know? And so, it's it just, it never stops. And that's the cool thing also about it is, like, there's always something that you can be doing. There's always something that's happening. And that's really cool about our church, too, is that, you know, I feel like I hear, especially with, you know, Ascension, young adults, you know, I hear through the grapevine, people are like, there's nothing new and none. 
there's nothing to do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? There is so <laughs> much happening. But like, they just don't know about it. Why? Because no one's, you know, sh- sharing this or spreading the news here. And so, um, I don't know. You just have to know your audience and you have to know where to reach them. Um, and that goes for any any area of um, whatever expertise. <laughs> so, we cannot not have this discussion without talking about branding. Okay? I mean, this is like super, super important because we... I uh-huh. done a terrible job of branding. You got no brand. Uh, here, because, you know, I did a lot of the artworks mm-hmm. and different things here before. And you uh, liked red. So that was the color red. Yeah. You like red. Like, so I, that that's good. You're getting, you know, you I know did, what I mean? I like, did. I used a lot of red because <laughs> it looked good on print, right? Yeah. No, um, it does. It's a, it's a good color. Um, but, but, you know. Use red, but you know, I sat down with Nikki and we were just like, okay, we talked about before the hundred years was even a thing. We we sat down and we talked about uh, branding and what does branding look like. And we hear you know branding this and branding that, but it's like more than just a word. Mm-hmm. We talked about. I mean, she, she broke it down to like the fonts that we're going to use for everything that goes forward on the hundred years. We're going to stay consistent with fonts we're going to stay consistent with colors we're going to stay consistent with the way we're reaching out um talk about why that's important and then like you know how do you get there oh my gosh okay well um i think that branding is important i'm going to look up the definition because i don't know if i could give a better definition than what uh Google Webster Dictionary. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know nothing about it. It's Google now. It's yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, Merriam-Webster web. essay. Essay beginning. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. The definition of branding is the action of marketing with a branding iron. No, that's not what I mean. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. No, no, that's, that's a, a cow. <laughs> you got the verb. Okay, here it is. The promotion of a particular product or company by means of advertising and distinctive design. So I was at a Rockets game or Astro, I think it was Rockets. Um, and I saw, I think, I'm trying to remember which company it was. This is not helping me prove my point, but I don't even remember the company. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Home Depot because all it was, was it didn't, it didn't say nothing about Home Depot. All it was, was the color orange and then white letters. And it, it said Home Depot for sure. It was the font of yeah. what Home Depot uses and it said it was like a phrase nothing to do with Home Depot but as soon as I saw the color and I recognized like the type of font it was I was like oh that's a Home Depot ad yep. and I didn't even need to think twice because I saw oh orange Home Depot or like red and white oh cows you go down you go down uh, 45 and you see a billboard of of a cow you know that's Chick-fil-A we were out of town the other day and we were looking for a Walmart mm-hmm. we were pulling up and through the trees I seen a blue stripe in a gray building. <laughs> just Walmart. a part of it. Yeah. Just a, I was just like, there's the Walmart. Ooh, or I mean, the Golden Arches. The that Golden Arches. They uh, probably have one of the best McDonald's, man. Like, you can see that Golden Arch M from, like, miles away. And it's like, there's a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. We're pulling over there. Like, if you know, you're in the middle of nowhere. But So, I mean, branding, again, distinctive. Something that can set whatever you're selling, whatever you're sharing about, set it apart. And that's something that I wanted to talk about earlier that I totally forgot. Social media is in the grand scheme of things such a small part of like what honestly what my job here is um yeah even my job so like i think yeah people are just like oh yeah she just social media pictures and things like that but it's it's not even social media it's marketing it's it's Mm -hmm. selling a business the church is a church but it's 
also the church is a business and so because we're selling something what are we selling well, we're selling Jesus. Jesus the best product <laughs> out there guys um, but that's what we're selling and so social media isn't just you know social media but it's we are marketing a business and if you think about any other corporate uh, whatever job company there's probably like a million marketing titles, head of marketing, director, advertising, and that's like all of what I'm trying to we do. Yeah, social know? media chick. Yeah. yeah, that's literally, <laughs> literally. That that <laughs> yeah, that one girl with the camera. Uh, yeah, that's distracting. No. Yeah, um, that distracting girl who texts during service. Um, <laughs> while she's she playing. <laughs> she should be worshiping. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, it, it's important to recognize that digital tools, digital resources. Yeah, it's not just social media. It's, it's print media. It's t-shirts it's flyers things that you hand out business cards the sign in front of our church like that's media that's you know the yeah that's branding Mm -hmm. so in and it's everything that that can sell whatever you're trying to sell yeah um and so i think that's one of the biggest things that i i need to remind myself and what i wish other people knew and and um yeah, I just wish other people knew that it wasn't just social media, but it was. It, this is like a marketing job. Like I could also probably take that title, but that's not what it seems. So like, right. uh, you know. So if you if you had some like just high level look at this when you're going out to try to bring your church and you're putting some volunteers in there, what would you say like the top two or three things is important to do? What do you mean to, to do with in as regards branding, to what in branding? Like what would you what would you suggest for? for Oh. You know, Sister Sue to go out there and begin to brand their church. What, where do we attack that from first? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I feel like you could teach like a whole, like, it's probably like work, so yeah. many workshops on this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Hopefully no one who has this job is like a career professional. I'm a professional. I have this as a career. You know, I was listening and they're like, that's wrong. That's wrong. But I mean, I don't know. I would say um, know what your goal is. We were talking about uh James mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, I forgot what exactly he said, but no, yeah, set have the set the goal. Set the goal. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Who are you trying to reach? Honestly, I'm just thinking who, what, where, when, why. I don't know why it's coming to my head. But that's something you learn when you're itty bitty. Yeah. But like, it's very key. Like, who are you trying to reach? What are you trying to do? And and how, how are you going to do it? I guess we're talking about how here, but you can't determine how you're going to do it unless you know that you're trying to reach, you know, a bunch of teenagers or you're trying to reach people who are hungry and they want Chick-fil-A, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know, I think, and then with being specific to branding, I know I think it is a very visual thing. Um, And so, uh, I'm just thinking very, I'm in a very like creative content type brain right now. So like colors, you know, making sure your colors are, you know, when someone sees, you know, a gray building and a blue strip, they know, oh, yeah, that's Walmart. You right. Know? Be consistent um, on whatever right. you're Be consistent. Out. I think that's one of the hardest things, too, just talk about consistency. Right. Being like doing all the time, but then being consistent of what it looks like also. Right. Exactly. And so that's something that's super important with um, just events that happen here, too, because I think it is one of the hardest things to do because in order to have consistency, you need to have communication. And if, you know, someone just needs to put a graphic up on the screen while someone's preaching, but it was totally different than what, you know, I had created. It's like, there's no, there's no consistency. Is it even the same? I mean, yes, it's the same event, but it's, you know, it's just like there, then there's just in your mind, in your subconscious, there's like the separation of like what you thought it was. And I don't know, but I could probably go on a while. About yeah, that, but. I, I use those same things when I preach. I always have a graphic when yeah. I preach. 
And because I feel like if you can see it, you can hear it, you can almost touch it, right? So if you can see something and go along with what I'm talking about, maybe there's something in that graphic that will, will hold your attention, that will help you remember it when you leave. Because right. I mean, how many times do we leave the church and we're like, somebody asks you, what did Pastor preach about today? Uh, you're like, uh, what yeah. You yeah, I mean, Jesus. What you learn in Sunday school today yeah. from the parents and you say, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Jesus. So the more that you're able to hit in different sensories, yeah, more ability definitely. And yeah, I'm. I'm. I think when I hear branding, I often think about uh, bands, um, mm-hmm. and like merch and yeah. stickers. And, and and James, you could probably talk a little about a little bit about how that has been for you. But I went to a Coldplay concert on Sunday, and it was yeah, like one did. of the best things ever. Uh-huh. And but like they have been, and obviously Coldplay is like a massive. They're on this world tour international, you know, like crazy. Door and so is. you know, obviously they have an insane budget for that kind of stuff. But um, their whole their album was World of Spheres and it was a very space oriented like otherworldly ethereal like planets and and so the from from the shirts to the graphics that they had in the background to like the lights that were going on in the show to like the shirt that I bought like has planets on it and mm-hmm. and the their website is all galaxy looking and so literally everything right now that Coldplay is putting out is just it, you can identify in an instant like oh yeah World of Spears their album because it's space everywhere for them like everything looks the exact same not the exact same and like oh it's boring but same theme. Everything, the theme, yeah, mm-hmm. the theme, and so I don't know. I just think about that. But I don't know if you want to share anything. I'll say in I, in kids' church when I was in like second grade or something like that, they did. Um, it was back when Mark McEwen was still the pastor, and he did a message on the Ten Commandments. And he had uh, he said in some college course he took, he had to do uh, like his assignment was to make. I can't remember what he said his assignment was, but for this course, he made these like cutout cards of like really big, basically flashcards for each of the Ten Commandments, and they all had a graphic on it mm-hmm. with like number one and number two that he would he made some kind of graphic for that helped you remember what that commandment was. And to this day, I know what all the Ten Commandments are because of that message. Because he <laughs> had, and I picture all the little numbers that he would hold up and say, you know. The first one was like, uh, you know, the first commandment is don't have any other gods before me. So it was like the number one, like you're number one. He had this graphic talking about like you're number one. Uh, second was don't bow down to false idols. And he had made the two because it's the two's got the curve on it. He made it look like it was a person wow. bowing down. And like he did that with all of them. That's so, cool. So yes, the graphic thing, if you can put a graphic by something, it does help you remember things. And that is like a scientific thing. I don't know the science behind it. Don't ask me. But like I'm sure there's some chemicals in your brain that you see something and it's mm-hmm. very sensory. Like, oh, and then it reminds. Like we're just, you know, visual, visually tangible. Like learning. That's how we learn. Yeah. That's how things stick. Memories, you know, pictures in your head. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Number eights, don't steal. He made it look like a cookie jar. And he's like, you know, like, don't steal the cookie. Yeah. Cookie jar. <laughs> like, I can still I say will not all forget that, that because of that that's message. Awesome. So that's, that's so funny. I need to ask you because the other day, uh, me and Juan were, were just <laughs> I need randomly. To ask you, what's number 10? No, yeah. for, <laughs> I'm serious. We were quizzing don't each other. Me. Go ahead, ask me, bro. I don't <laughs> and I was like, gosh, <laughs> I don't know if I, like, like I was just trying to, I told, uh, Juan, uh, I was like, okay, tell me all the, I forgot. We were in some sort of like dis- heated discussion, not argument. We were talking about like, okay, the Bible, like, how well do you know? And I was like, we'll name the Ten Commandments. And I was like, uh, and then he was like, oh, well, I'll name them. And then he was like, uh, and so it just, no, yeah. we didn't. And so, but like, 
I number mean, three, don't take it. the Lord's name in vain. He's he made it. like the three like into these tongues, like they were saying. Number four, uh, remember Sabbath, keep it holy. He made the four look like a church or something like that. Uh, five, honor your father and mother. He put like a crown on the five, <laughs> like it was a king, you know. Wow. Six, don't murder, made it look like a cannon. Because it was like shooting, blowing stuff up. Sevens uh, don't commit uh, adultery. And he made the seven into like the Joseph and the coat of many colors. And he like tied that story in. Told you eight nines don't lie. So he made the nine like a face. And it was like a lying serpent's tongue coming out of the nine. So it was like a, I don't remember what he did for 10. But that's the only one left. So you remember, don't covet. That's awesome. Well... Nikki, thanks for stopping by. I think there's some really, really good information. And hopefully this will, this will go out. And, you know, we have people listening all over the world, small churches, missionaries, all those things. And I think that no matter where you are, if you're like us, that we have our own small businesses, how that could help us there. Um, or you're just trying to get out there and reach people in your, you know, your regular, you know, uh, discipleship. You know, you want to reach your friends and your family through your Facebook pages or, you know, whatever, whatever your social media is. I think that we can use a lot of this in a lot of different areas. Right. So Show. thanks for everything that you've done. And yes, then sir. like going forward, whatever you're going to do in life. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, I know you have great success because you have passion and, and ev- everything that you do. So thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Refuge Project.